Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Detective Michael Griffin with the Moline Police Department has been investigating the disappearance of Trudy Appleby for years. His passion for the job and finding out answers to the missing 11-year-old girl is why I decided to sit down with him and talk about the case. Mind you, because it is an open investigation, a lot of details cannot be released, but in the conversation we have, it gives insight to what police continue to search for after all this time. Tribune Audio Network. From the cases of missing and murdered in the Midwest, we're digging deeper with guests who see these crimes from the inside out. This is Crime Chat. And here's your host, Toria Wilson. It, it's been very fascinating to me for a long time because I've lived here mm-hmm. my entire life. So for me, you know, it's being able to try to break it down for people because we we report the way I feel like we report it is is that what's happening now, and it's hard to take back to '96 and say, you know. This is all that's happened in that time. Yeah. So, nope, I can tell you whatever you want. So, when did you first um, start with this case? 2016, maybe. 16? And were you just assigned to it, or were you like generally interested in trying to? Um, I, I worked on, all, I got assigned to all the other cold cases at Moline. Oh, okay. So, then when the guy that had this one got promoted to lieutenant, got promoted out of investigations, they assigned this one to me. Okay. So, And this is something that I'm guessing you're generally passionate about? Yeah, I think it's it's exciting. It's I mean, they're hard cases. Yeah. So the harder, you know, the case, the bigger the challenge and the bigger the reward. Yeah. So. With that, where did you, where did you first begin with Trudy? Did you start looking like right at the beginning or were you just like, okay, where do I go from here? No, I just, you got to review the whole thing. Yeah. Start it over and, and just review, read the reports in the beginning and do it all over again. So yeah, but that, that way you have a clear understanding of what's going on and what's, where you're at and why you're, where you're at. And, mm-hmm. so. When you looked back at 96, were there anything, was there anything that popped out at you originally as to, you know, what made this so different? What made this so difficult? I think looking back, and, and we have the benefit of hindsight. Mm-hmm. I have the benefit of hindsight. Um, I believe we had opportunities to solve this case in 1996. Um, but again, I say that with the benefit of full hindsight. Yeah, hindsight it's been, I mean, 23 years yeah. of, you know. Um, so, it, you know, these cases are hard. You know, when it comes out, it you know, you think it's an 11, 12-year-old girl just went away from home, mm-hmm. went to their friend's house isn't where they're supposed to be um, so, so you know you're not you're not putting all the resources in it that first couple hours yeah um, so 
but you know we're still working on it and we're going yeah because i mean just even a couple years ago what was it last year you guys were passing out flyers of trudy's face and trying to you know get the word out we're trying to do some old school things we very often put stuff on our social media Mm -hmm. regarding trudy um my job as a detective is to keep it fresh yeah and to keep it in people's mind the more people that talk about trudy appleby the more likely it is someone's going to slip up and say something, someone that's involved, someone that has information. So it's my job to keep it fresh. Yeah. The only, if I don't say anything about Trudy or the media doesn't say anything about Trudy, then it just goes away and people forget about it. Mm-hmm. Other than Trudy's family and friend, her family and friends, I apologize. And it, it's just forgotten about. And the only people that benefit from that are the people that did this mm-hmm. or the people that know about it, people that assisted in the cover-up. So... We got to keep it fresh, and sometimes we do that through 2019 means like social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you know, last year we did it old school means, passed out you know paper flyers, and hope, hopefully that would elicit responses. Um, we've done billboards, you know, that's an old school tactic. Yeah. So everything we can do to keep Trudy relevant and keep Trudy in the foreground of people's minds and thoughts, and we're going to continue to do that until it's it's solved. Yeah. The billboards, I mean, they popped up two years ago almost. It's been about about a year and a half. Year and a half. Has has that generated any tips at this time? I mean... Yeah, we, we get a significant amount of tips. Really? Um, you know, we used to get tips all the time, and they were most of them were off-the-wall tips. Since I've taken over the case, we've really tried to um, guide it. Um, we've really kind of narrowed down who our suspects are, who we believe is involved. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to get tips that Trudy would, was working at Milan High V. You know, we used to get that Trudy was living under her real name and just didn't want to come home in California. Um, we used to get some really off the wall tips. And so we really narrowed it down. Yeah. Um, and that's helped the public narrow it down. Cause there's a lot of people in the public that thought they knew thought they and didn't know what they knew but yeah. then once we told them who our suspects are they're like what i know is correct and so they've called us yeah um, and it's helped it's helped the case out greatly you know i, I still i still think I'm very optimistic we're going to solve it i mean and that optimism i mean that that keeps you going and that keeps other officers going i'm guessing to make sure that this is solved because i know i know brenda obviously died you know in that in that car accident and then with you know, Dennis still being alive, especially, you know, you want to solve it in a, not, not only for Trudy, but you know, for him, because he, yeah, of course, you know, Dennis is in his seventies now. Yeah. Um, he's still very passionate about the case. Trudy's aunts and uncles, I mean, she's got cousins still alive. Her uh, one cousin is uh, a multimedia major at Columbia in Chicago. And she just did, it should be coming out soon. She's did a wonderful documentary on Trudy Apple. It's was amazingly done. Um, and she did it from the perspective of she's a family member. Yeah. Because, um, see, I'm just a community member. You know, I, I've lived in Davenport my whole life, so I know of it, you know. And, and being in the media, like, it's helped me understand it. And and with, you know, the time and research that I put into, obviously, digging into what's been reported, you know, that's that's where I understand what I know. Mm-hmm. So. I think from the perspective of a family member, though, I think that that's where the public, you know, needs to know. Yeah. And and the family knows. The family, they, they obviously know more than the public. Mm-hmm. Um, we share details with the family. You know, it's my job to, my responsibility 
to make sure that, that Dennis is informed of what's going on. Um, he shouldn't hear it from the media. He shouldn't hear it from anyone else other than me. Yeah. Um, you know, that's my responsibility as a police officer. Yeah. And we owe it to the family. So, you know, obviously there's stuff that we tell them that, you know, that they, they you know, we ask them to keep between us. There's some investigative things that, you know, we have to talk to them about. And we ask that they don't share publicly just because it could hinder our investigation. Mm-hmm. I remember in, in digging around, one of the things that was, was reported actually from our station, and this was years ago, that there was a note that said Trudy was alive in Utah, and, and we reported about it um, around the year 2000. And obviously the family was mad and the, the knowledge of this letter was, you know, questionable and everything. I mean, has other instances like that other than those tips ever come up? Oh, yeah. They, they quite often. Um, as recent as a few years ago, there's somebody had checked a book out at the Rock Island Public Library on their 30th Street branch there. And there was a note in there that said, this person killed Trudy and Trudy's buried in the basement in Moline. Um, so then obviously that person gets it, turns the letter over to us. We look into it. It's it's false. It has nothing to do with it. It's just probably third-party harassment on the, you know, a guy that we had to go after and, mm-hmm. you know, search his basement and do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it happens. Um, yeah. We got a tip the other day that Trudy was, you know, buried in the backyard of a house in Moline and she was just buried a couple weeks, you know, a couple months ago. So there's just, unfortunately, because of the publicity, we also, it draws out the, uh, the crazy, the crazy yeah. people, and and but you know what I I think as a police department we do a good job of dismissing those because they're they're false on the face yeah and, and it's like we're not going to waste our time and resources chasing leads that we know are bogus and are are dreamt up you know in someone's mind yeah as opposed to more factual mm-hmm. if there's any f- basis for fact to the to the tip we obviously follow those up. But if it's she's working under the name Trudy Appleby at the Milan High Beat, we obviously don't follow those up. Yeah, because there was not too long ago there was the search on Campbell's Island mm-hmm. where we had cadaver dogs out there and everything, and and that obviously turned up nothing. But that seemed like a substantial tip at that time. It did, and um, you know I was very optimistic um, at the time. We thought we were just crossing a tip off the list, mm-hmm. but it turned out to be maybe something else. I'm not sure what was going on there but in the sense that you know the cadaver dogs were pretty certain that there was something there and then we dug and dug and dug and didn't find anything um so you know but we also got to remember that Kimball's Island was the you know site of a significant battle among Native Americans in the 1800s um there's you know body parts and burial grounds all over that island so Mm -hmm. You know, that cadaver dogs would still smell the, a decaying, uh, you know, decaying, decomposing human from 200 years ago. So that's it's plausible explanation for what happened up there. Yeah. Do you ever get disappointed that, that things aren't happening as quick? I mean, it's been 23 years, should be 35 this year. Um, yeah, I think any time you, you know, especially on Camel's Island, you go out and get cadaver dogs and cadaver dogs hit. And you're starting to dig. Um, I get disappointed that I feel like I necessarily get the family's hopes up. 
I don't want to take the family on a roller coaster ride of emotions. They've been through enough. I, I couldn't have possibly imagined what they've gone through, what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So I try to tamp out expectations. I tell them, you know, we are doing everything we can. We're working our butts off on this case. They're working their butts off on this case. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to. I don't want to take them on an unnecessary roller coaster ride of emotions again, thinking that we're going to solve this and bring their daughter home or their granddaughter home or their niece home. Just to let them down again, because I, I could imagine that it probably sends them on the, you know, takes them back to day one, day two in 1996. And I, I just couldn't imagine that my heart couldn't take it. Yeah. So I feel for them. Um, so we try to do what we can while, while being respectful of, of their emotions and what they're going through as a family. When the suspect was named um, around 2012... Was there a sense in the police department that this was this was closer to closing? Was there was there other officers who felt like you know that you know we're inching closer to this? Um, I believe we named him in twenty sixteen. Sixteen, yes. Um, and you know, I, yeah, it, it did it did pulse closer. A significant amount of tips came in. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think that he's the only one involved. That that's what we've learned since. Since we've named him, we've learned that other people are likely involved, and those names probably will come out soon. Um, for those that can't see, I winked. Um, <laughs> but you know it, and it helps us because people know. People are like relationship changes. People that were in a relationship with one of these gentlemen in 1996—they're not likely friends anymore. They're the lives that these people have lived, the, the relationships that they've been through, the things that they've done to people, the estrangements they've had from people, those people that are harboring secrets, might it just takes one us to say one name for them to be like, I knew it, I knew it, and this is why I knew it, and then they call us, and then we, and then we solve the case. Yeah. It's really that easy. Um, and there are people out there that watch WQAD, that will listen to this, that read the newspaper, that they know exactly what happened. And they either don't know that they know, or they're just, just got that little bit holding them back, and we're doing everything we can to try to get it out. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean, it, it, it doesn't feel like, you know, that the police isn't doing that. It feels like, you know, I mean, there's always updates. There's always something that says, you know, we're still continuously looking. I don't, I don't ever feel like in, in the years, you know, since I've, you know, kind of realized that this was going on, that this is something that just kind of fell to the wayside. Because I know Moline Police is obviously busy. You know, there's, there's you know, crime <laughs> every day. <laughs> so it's not like this has fallen into the back of the minds of, of anybody on, on the police department, it feels like. Yeah, and I, I would venture to say that this couldn't even be considered a cold case. You know, a cold case is a case that has no leads. Um, this has leads. This isn't a cold case. People tend to think it's a cold case because it's 23 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not. A cold case means it's it's frozen. It's not going nowhere. We don't have no leads. No one's talking about it. People are talking about it. People talk about Trudy every day. I mean, this little girl has had such an impact on this community and people's lives that, you know, on, for very unfortunate circumstances, but, but her legacy lives on, and, and hundreds of thousands of people in the Quad Cities have hold her in such high regard. I mean, she's like everyone's daughter. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, she, you know, and everyone cares about her, everyone thinks about her, and we're going to do everything we can to bring her home. Yeah. I mean, I think that moving forward with whatever information is released, I think that that, I feel like that could bring finally the answers. I feel like, you know, that, that one, you know, like you said, that one tip could bring something, you know, to, you know, the forefront and be able to help hopefully solve this case. Cause I think that like looking back, you know, like you said, you know, 96 in hindsight, you know, there could have been mistakes made, you know, there was, you know, probably, you know, things overlooked and now looking in 2019, you know, obviously we see that now, but the, the, the work that Moline police does, I mean, I, I see it, you know, we see it on social media, especially, you know, this is right there. You know, I think that it's just very fascinating that the Moline police department hasn't given up, you know, we haven't, and we're going to continue to work on it and we can't give up. And like I said earlier, we have to continue to keep it in the forefront of people's minds and thoughts. Yeah. And we're doing everything we can to do that. The boat that was found, do we have we heard anything from the FBI at this point? Because that was found in December mm-hmm. and we we announced it on our station in January, I believe, or fe- or early February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has has the FBI given any updates to that at this time? So they completely dismantled the boat, their evidence recovery team. Um, they used DNA swabs, hundreds and hundreds of DNA swabs, um, to the point of kind of an interesting side fact in history here is, you know, that the FBI was, the government was on shutdown during that time. So the FBI couldn't buy buckle swabs to, you know, so the, the, our police department bought them buckle swabs and set it down there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, the impact of the federal government shutdown is so... So wide. So <laughs> wide that you don't, you know, it, how, you know, how it affects Moline. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. But they've sent, you know, they sent... They'll send it in um, shipments out to their lab in Quantico, Virginia, mm-hmm. and they'll analyze it for DNA. Once they do find, if they do find human DNA, then they'll extract a, a DNA sample and see if we can compare it to the known known sample for Trudy. So no answers at this time, no, though. Yeah. But it's it's going to take time, and we knew it was going to take time. Yeah. The DNA process. I don't know enough about it Mm -hmm. um, to go into it, but it's a pretty extensive process and it takes time. And then you can imagine that you have hundreds of samples. So yeah, because they were saying that that the fiberglass could definitely hold something. It could because it's a porous substance, so yeah, it could hold it. It'll go within the strands of fiberglass as opposed to uh, you know a piece of metal. It just you know can be washed off. So that's crazy. That's really crazy. Let's hope we get lucky. Yeah. I know you've said it before, and I think every time you say something to the effect, I think it's very powerful. But if you had the opportunity to speak to the people who knew or who know something, I mean, what would you really say to them? You know, I've spoken to a couple of them. Obviously, I can't speak to Ed Smith because he's dead. Yeah. Uh, But there's other people that are alive that know, that participated, that I believe participated. it's time to come forward. This is a 11-year-old girl. You know, they have an opportunity to absolve themselves, to find resolution in their own lives, to get this weight off their chest. Um, you know, 
there's to there, some of the people involved in this case are becoming are getting in the later later stages of their life. There's going to come a moment where they're taking the last breath, and you know, depending on their religious beliefs, they may be trying to find God at that time, and you know, they've done some pretty horrible things that they have to atone for, mm-hmm. and you know, if you want atonement and absolution and resolution in your own life, they need to get this off their chest, and they know my number, um, they know to, where to contact me at, and how to get a hold of me, and although I'm not a member of the clergy, I can sure help them, um, and there's the possibility that, you know, a deal could be worked out that they wouldn't have to face prosecution. Um, first one that comes to the table eats the best, and first one that comes and talks is going to you know, get the best deal. And I, I have no problem with them not going to jail. Um, I have, I don't think the family does. Uh, we want to find Trudy. We want to bring Trudy home. We want to give Trudy the proper burial that she deserves, and and. Hopefully the family can find closure um, the best that you can, given the circumstances of this case. Well, thank you so much for coming in with this. Because, no I mean, like I said, I I think that people should know more about what happened. And people should know the full story and the scope as best as they can with it being an open investigation, obviously. you know. And when those answers do come out, you know. And we don't withhold a lot. You know, obviously, we get some tips that we have to follow up on so but we're only going to solve this case with the help of the community Moline Police Department is not going to solve this case by itself yeah um, we're asking the community for tips and if we're asking the community to work on this case with us we got to be put the case out there for the community to know about well, there's we can't have secrets obviously we got to hold some stuff back because we're mm-hmm. going to investigate it but we put it out there we tell the community everything we know and you know we're the community is great. It, look at our social media. The community, the way they help us out, the way they support the Bowling Police Department, sure, from time to time, we're not perfect, but they're great, and, and we're going to solve this case because of the community, and this is this is just reflective of the Quad Cities community that we live in. It's why it's so great here. Definitely. So thank you again. Thank you. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.